Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. Literally too long didn't read. TLDR, you guys are awesome. New year, new me. Yep, that's right. New year, new doc. Still going to fuck up the intro. <laughs> Wait for the goddamn tweet to send so I can fucking retweet it. It's driving um, me bananas. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, Geeks Worldwide Radio and the Dork Shared Universe proudly present to you the greatest. Now, I mean the greatest. And don't you ever forget it. 2023, 2024, 2023. 35, the greatest podcasting team of the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fry. I'm your neighborhood friendly. I'm your friendly neighborhood backpacker, Dr. Joe. I am just getting, God damn, I'm going sideways here, Nicholas. Wow. Yeah, it happens. New year, new me, right? So, yeah. <laughs> really neighborhood backpacker, Dr. Joe. Together, we are the TLDR comic book club, baby. You see what happens when you try to throw in a whole bunch of new shit to start the year? Everything just goes all fucking Caddy Wampus, Nicholas. yeah, maybe that's the new you. You're gonna start because you're like, I'm gonna, you know, same doc or new year, new doc, still messing up the intro. It's like, you you never mess up the intro. Uh, I yeah, probably, no, that's that's gonna be my thing. It's Find probably, new ways to, to screw up the intro. Yeah, I think I think you finally moved into like my second hand of how many times you screwed up the intro on the show. <laughs> like, that's saying a lot. You do a redo an outstanding job. Um, but yes, it is a new year. Happy new year to all of our listeners. We, of course, we ended the year in uh, emphatic fashion with the floppies, which we did get a lot of good feedback on that. Had a great time. Honestly, too, the I have some, I have a confession for you, Joe. So oh when you changed it to the floppies, I was like, oh, OK, well, we're, I'm like, is he is this a coffin flop thing? Is that what this is? Because like, <laughs> because you occasionally throw like corn cob TV on your screen for those who don't watch uh when we, when we stream, whether it's on Doc's Twitch, our YouTube channel, or over on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So I was like, is this a coffin flop joke? But then it's like, oh, no, wait. That's what they're fucking called. Floppy, such a dumbass. Right, right. Come on, Nick. Uh, yeah, not my best <laughs> moment. But it was a great name, and it's in pe- the people seem to really like it, too. Some are saying that it's bigger than um, – I can't even remember what the other – the other awards are that you have in comics. So, well, yeah. you know, when, when you know, when it's floppy and it's still bigger than everyone else, that's that's saying something, Nicholas. Mm, this is <laughs> very, very true. Look at that. Um, and a reminder for anybody who's new that just found us during floppy season as we kicked off award season across the country, across the world. Uh, a reminder to find us also on our audio channels if you're only watching us on a stream. Right now, find us on our audio channels. Make sure you subscribe there. Also, please leave a five-star rating and review, assuming that's the highest rating that you can leave. Otherwise, leave the highest one that you can relieve. Otherwise, you're going to learn the real meaning of Backcracker. The reason why I'm telling you to do that, as much as we love to have you watching with us while we're streaming this thing, is because that's the only place you're going to find our Friar side chats. And again, if you're new to the show and you're wondering, what the fuck does that mean? It means, A, I'm a little stuck up and conceited and want to name a segment after myself. And also, it means that uh, those are the conversations that we have with creators across the industry and editors to other people across the industry as well, sometimes big decision makers. Um, so you want to make sure that you subscribe to the audio channel. It's the only place you're going to find those conversations. But we're talking all different types of people, a lot of writers primarily too, but we mix in artists here or there. And Joe, I know we've been working on, you know, just we've just been talking to people and who knows when we're going to have our next one on. That's kind of the whole reason why you have to subscribe to the show. Yeah, yeah, they could pop up at any time. Uh, we could have them planned out. And like the month of November, we didn't have any planned, and bang, almost yep. the entire month uh, yep. was chats. So definitely smash that subscribe button, follow us, like us, all that, all that fun stuff. So you can you can hear our sultry voices 
Yeah. Um, many, many days of the week. Is that how Cy Spurrier described our uh, voices? He definitely was complimentary. Oh, he, I'm like, okay. He might have. Yeah, he might have. Okay. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know my voice is nails on a chalkboard for people. So well, As is yeah. your face. Oh, yeah. smashed yeah. you. And on right. that note, let's get into catching up, Joe. What have you been uh, reading since we last convened? So having some time off here to start the new year. I'm trying to catch up on a couple things that I've been meaning to catch up on. Uh, Scarlet Couture, uh, issue five. That was the uh, the final uh, issue for that arc, uh, which was really excellent. Uh, you saw, so I, and I've been in a Yusagi Yojimbo mood. So Ooh. I've been on Hoopla, and I've got a couple random volumes of the Dark Horse uh, run from like the mid-2000s. So I've been going back and, and reading some old... Uh, Yusagi Yojimbo uh, stories, which I've absolutely loved. Uh, Star Signs, which came out uh, a couple weeks ago that I've been meaning to read. Uh, caught up on that series. And then uh, two books that uh, were, were tucked away in my um, in my stack. And I was like, one of them was definitely triggered by doing the solicit. And I was like, oh, the second issue is coming out this week. I should read the first issue. Um, and then the second one, I was just as I was going through stack, I said, like, Oh, shit, I gotta read that. So, um, I'm gonna start here, uh, with this first book that I called Dibs on. Um, and I was like, This this book was out, this book fucking blew me away, Nicholas. And that is uh, the Ministry of Compliance uh, from IDW. Um, the second book uh, comes, you know, comes out if you as you listen to this week. Um, and it's a huge issue. The first issue was like 68 pages long. Uh, it definitely took some time to get through, but it was absolutely fucking excellent. It is huh. a sci-fi sort of political thriller that revolves around, you know, uh, what you think they look like human beings, but they're from a different planet uh, and they're trying to, you know, take over, you know, the planet. Um, but it's been like almost four decades since they first arrived here and sort of embedded themselves uh, into our culture and in, into our government and all of that. And some shit goes down in this very first issue, but it's it's very political. You know, it's, it's got that sort of chess match kind of thing going on there. You've got a great female badass character who is the 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 there's you know the, there's a um, different ministers, ministers of finance, minister of compliance, right? Minister of this, this, that. And, and so like they're, they're running their own sort of like government within our government unbeknownst to us. And the minister of compliance is the main character and she's a badass, And she has this sword that she's named gray matter. And uh, right off the rip, uh, someone was not within compliance. So she took care of it by taking their head off. Oh, and uh, this, this book just had everything, uh you know that i love uh great storytelling the art was fantastic i should have written down the written down the writer and the artist but i I didn't have the foresight to do that ahead of time but absolutely fantastic i can't wait to read this second issue i can't wait to talk about this book on the show uh nicholas it was that damn good well i'll tell you what i hear this name and instantly i'm thinking like Department of Truth vibes. That's exactly what I think of. And then it's talking about government within the government. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's not like it's so. Department of Truth is like conspiracy theory laden. It's got it's very horrorish cryptids that kind of stuff. Like the Ministry of Compliance, you've got a minister of like 
So you've got all these sort of figureheads that lead these different departments and they're known as ministers. And it's um, it's it's a lot more house of cards than it is Department Ooh, of Truth. I think that's really good to clarify for you because that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this name. And also uh, when you're wondering who the creators are, this is written by John Ridley, art by Stefano Raphael and colors by Brad Anderson. Yeah, this is a team I'm very, very unfamiliar with. And when I told you earlier that I was calling dibs on this, you said, man, you've been on a real IDW kick. And I got to, I got to tell you, like, I don't know this. They've been on an absolute fucking heater because this next book, uh, Nicholas, um, Mm. also from IDW, and this is a Scott Snyder project uh, with art by Hayden Sherman. And that is dark spaces dungeon issue two. I talked about the first issue uh, way back when uh, the second issue, which I caught up on was even fucking better this is this is some of scott's you know i think finest writing here because there's this real serial killer cat and mouse game that's going on and this second issue just had it all i mean it was masterfully written like we talk about this all the time with scott right like i I don't want to speak in hyperbole or or hype it up too much but but you know again what he does is like you he's got all these threads and then when he pulls them together and you and, and you get that Starting point, you know, from the first panel to that ending point in the last panel of the issue. And it just, oh my God, like it was, it was one of those things like you could see it coming, but it's how he did it that really made you go, oh fuck, that mm. was fantastic. Right. That's awesome. And yeah. uh, so this is again, this, this whole uh, Dark Spaces series uh, that was, you know, started by Scott Snyder. Now he's written a couple of them and a couple of other writers have, have done a couple other offshoots um have all been fantastic stuff this is this is the second one i've read so far very much enjoyed it um so uh, i highly recommend dark spaces uh dungeon from idw nice and that's everything that you've caught up on since we last convened right uh no also edenwood issue three Ah, Daniel. Yep. Okay. Nice. As for me, uh, you know, I, there's a couple titles that I'm, I'm working through right now for when for mainline episodes that we have upcoming. There's one title in particular that's um, been around for quite a while, making a big return in February that I started reading actually on my honeymoon, and, and uh, I'm still working my way through it. Really having a good time with it. But another one that I wanted to go and revisit because of stuff that's coming out this month or the starting this month. Moon Knight, the Jed McKay, Alessandro Capuccio run, which I talked about on the show a while back because this has been around for some time. I think the 30th issue was the end of the, the death of Moon Knight, um, like the whole development that was going on. And then this week we got the start of a new thing, which we'll touch on lightly. But I finally went back and read that first volume because I remember reading it. I, I was like, OK, this is solid. And it's gotten a ton of praise for quite some time now. And I was surprised because I was like, okay, well, this is it's good, but I mean, it's not the greatest thing since sliced bread, like everybody's making it out to be. And at the same time, I also, when I was before I moved um, and was living in, back and living in in Massachusetts, my local comic shop guy there kind of wasn't a huge fan of um, of Jed McKay's work, and I, I didn't know Jed McKay as a writer too too much outside of um, maybe Magic, the Gathering stuff, which I was like, I don't know Magic, but I have fun with the, the title that you know that Jed had been putting together so that uh, this is why i think it's so i'm so glad and proud of what we do because yeah we, we don't like everything and we sometimes will say it's you know not for us or maybe go a little bit harder than that it happens from time to time but by and large like if we don't care about something we just don't talk about it because there are still people who are going to go and like it and i honestly like 
I, I'm going through this experience now. Of re- I just re- went and read that first volume of Moon Knight again of, of McKay and uh, Capuccio's run. And I was like, no, this is really good. Like this is like it's a little bit better than I remembered in fairness. But at the same time, like this was not I, I should not have abandoned this book. It was like it's taken a slightly different turn with the character, but still very much staying true to the character and also very accessible for someone like you, Joe, who knows the character, but doesn't really know a whole lot about its history and the little like important details that you may need to know just to be able to survive reading a new Moon Knight story. So um, I, I'm going to check that out because I, I really want to get into this next thing that's uh, that we're going to be talking about. Why don't we get into uh, what's coming out this week? Because that's all I have for catching up. Yeah, and we, we forgot to mention off the rip that this is our January solicit. Unless yes. you did, and I just wasn't listening. But, like, so for those uh, that this is old hat, you know what's coming up. For those listening, you know, our solicits, we, we try and make sure we do these every month to kind of let you know what is coming out. We take a look at the month ahead. Now, uh, our notes, the first few weeks are fairly accurate. Uh, weeks four, and if there's a w- fifth week, could sometimes – Yep. You know, it fluctuate a little bit. So, yep. you know, this is not this is not 100 percent dead balls accurate. But uh, this first week, the week one, uh, which is uh, the week of January the 3rd, 2024, the year of our Lord. That's going to take me some time to get used to. Yeah, um, we got it was a bit of a bit of a light week this week. Get it. Holidays right back to back weeks where holidays have been on Mondays. Um, so not a ton here, Nicholas, but from Marvel. We have The Amazing Spider-Man, issue 41. We have Venom, issue 29. Uh, Fantastic Four, issue 15. Darth Vader, issue 42. Doctor Strange, issue 11. Captain America, issue 5. Marvel Zombies, Black, White, and Blood, issue 4. Thanos, issue 2. Star Wars, The High Republic, Shadows of Starlight, issue 4. Silver Surfer, Rebirth, Legacy, issue 5. Uh, and then a couple of number ones. Uh, I'm going to highlight a couple real quick uh, or mention a couple real quick. And there's there's uh, at least one or two that we want to dive into real quick. So uh, we have Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, uh, issue one. This is written by Steve Orlando with art by Dev uh, uh, Pramanic. Uh, we have Kid Venom Origins, issue one. And this is written and drawn by Tagami. Uh, we have Marvel Meow, issue one. Uh, again, written and drawn by Now Fuji. And Beware the Planet of the Apes, issue one, written by Mark Guggenheim with art by Alvaro Lopez. Mm. And uh, which one of these number ones? Well, since you've already mentioned it real quick, Vengeance of Moon Knight, issue one, written by Jed McKay with art by Alessandro uh, Capuccio. Yeah, I, I have not read this yet. I'm not going to read it until I get fully caught up because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because obviously there was the whole thing leading up to the death of Moon Knight. I know that's a little bit of a spoiler for me and anybody else who hasn't been reading it. But also, if you're paying attention in the comic space, you know that this is going on. And that's kind of where I was getting drawn back in, especially when I started seeing the vengeance of Moon Knight too. And, you know, the other thing, I'm talking about what McKay's doing as a writer. Like, Alessandro Capuccio's art style is fucking kick ass man i love what he does with moon knight too so I, i'm going to be checking this out at some point down the line um i just need to put in the work to to get caught up on mckay's stuff the mainline cover for that book looks fucking awesome yeah it does i'm probably going to pick up the, the, the this first issue with this just so i have it because uh but uh yeah i'll be um you know i'll be getting caught up with this uh again i read the, the first volume in over the weekend and i they think there's I know I can at least get four pretty quickly. Um, the first four, I think there may be one more. But anyways, the other one that I wanted to dig into a little bit more is a book that 
as you pointed out when we were getting ready for the show, probably should have had this on our most anticipated books for uh, fucking the- idiots. Unreal. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Fall of the House of X, issue one by Jerry Duggan and Lucas Warnick. Um, this is something I thought we were supposed to get a little sooner when when I saw the name. Maybe that was just my brain. Um, but Joe, do you want to read off the synopsis real quick? Yeah. So we've been t- we've been talking about X Men for some time, and you know we've been going down this path uh, for the better part of 2023 now, especially since um, um, the uh, the Hellfire Gala. But Fall yeah. of the House of X issue one, Krakoa has just begun to fight. Mutant kind has never had a greater fall from the highs of Krakoa, their own glorious nation, a place where they were safe and happy to lowest of lows outlawed, hunted, killed most of their kind missing or dead. And now one of their greatest leaders, Cyclops is on trial facing a death penalty. Like, (sighs) yeah, in baby. So I did, yeah, and I did get a chance to check this one out, and the Cyclops stuff is pretty friggin' awesome, too. And for somebody who, like, I I like Cyclops, but I also will call him on his bullshit. Like, he can be a real pain in the fucking ass. Uh, But I love, love what he, what Jerry Duggan did with him in this issue. Um, And also, just in general, too, like, Duggan does such a good job writing the X-Men. Like, it, it kind of, it blew me away in this issue, particularly because it's just, there's a lot of, like there's some fun stuff that's mixed in with the dialogue here, like with Wolverine and Colossus and some of the other characters, but those two most notably. And then we also got like these epic developments that he has, like with stuff that's going on with uh, Rasputin uh, four. Yeah. Rasputin four in this, like it's kind of a, a wild shift in the middle of the, the issue. And it's like, he somehow it all flows perfectly though. So I just, I love what he's been doing. And then of course, Wernick, the, he does his action stuff is kick-ass. I mean, are we on year four now of Krakoa? I mean, when when Hickman started, when he sort of took over X-Men with House of X and Powers of X, that event was awesome. And I love both those series. And then I made it about 12 issues, and then I started to tail off X-Men. And then it sort of, I wouldn't say got rebooted, but Jerry Jerry Dugan, uh, you know, Duggan took over. Uh, and I've been way more into X-Men again. He, Like you said, he's done an absolute excellent job, so... I can't wait to see how this whole Krakoa era sort of comes to an end. But yeah, I, July, I can't wait to read this. July of 2019 was when uh, yeah. the House, House of X stuff uh, yeah. began. Yeah, so awesome stuff there. Um, so some some big ones for Marvel, um, moving the needle a little bit more for me um, lately, it seems like. Then from DC, we got Batman 141, which you are on top of, uh, Poison Ivy. Issue 18, which system the ending to that was uh, uh not expected whatsoever. Pretty if you if body horror is not your thing, that this is going to be a wild issue for you. Um, Shazam issue seven, Birds of Prey issue five, Blue Beetle issue five, Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville issue five, Superman 78, The Metal Curtain issue three, broke the streak. Um, and then we got Titans Beast World issue one, Atlantis issue one um knee uh kneel before zod issue one and the batman and scooby-doo mysteries issue one do you have any of those on your radar at this point none for me bats and scoobs perhaps but Ooh. no uh i this titans beast world uh event has been yeah. going on forever like geez okay There's a lot yeah yeah we're gonna wrap it up um surprise this might be this might be the lightest week from image that I have ever seen since we started doing this show. I, I agree. 
This is the first first week ever. I think I have not re- read uh, an image title uh, mm-hmm. for the show. Uh, so we have Love Everlasting uh, issue eleven. Uh, we have Knights issue four, which I believe is your book, right? You reading? You say this every time. I have not read Knights. Oh Jesus Christ! Why do I think you have? Knights? I thought that you had Knights. I thought you had Knights. Maybe I maybe I had called dibs on it, and then somehow it slipped through the cracks. I mean, yeah, that's entirely possible. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Well, uh-huh. we'll, we'll have to straighten that out. We'll, we'll clean yeah. this up in post. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Destiny's Gate issue four, and then Packless uh, issue zero, written by Alan Warner, DJ Bryant, Dustin Weaver, with art by Dustin Weaver. This looks like it's uh, sort of an old story, an old an old comic that they sort of collected all into one special standalone issue, and they say buy it now because you're most likely never going to be able to collect it later again. So um, that is that from Skybound. We have the Walking Dead Deluxe issue eighty, and Nicholas. Take us through boom. Oh, hell yeah. So once upon a time at the end of the world, issue 11, ghost lore issue seven, which I've talked about on the show, of course, by Colin Bunn, friend of the show and Leo Max Ranger Academy issue four. And then we have the space between issue three last, but not least from boom. We have an issue one coming out this week. One that we've talked about quite a bit on this show, Pine and Merrimack issue one written by Kyle Starks and drawn by Fran Gallen. And for those, again, who are new to the show, new year, new show and everything, Kyle Starks was on the show recently, talked about Pine and Merrimack. If you're interested in getting some more information, either before or after reading it, highly recommend checking that uh, checking that in- interview out. And also, if you're a big basketball fan and you like Kyle Starks, we also talked to him for a fucking hour about basketball too. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll, do, I'll go through the synopsis real quick, Joe, before you share your thoughts. On the corner of Pine and Merrimack sits a small, unassuming town. Just a simple place, simple people, and one horrifying secret that could change everything. After a lifetime of witnessing the worst that humanity has to offer, former homicide detective Leanna Kent has decided to put that all, all of that behind her. Alongside her husband, a former professional MMA fighter, in the unofficial brawn to her brains, she's moved far from the busy city to open a quiet little detective agency. And I'll stop there. There's a little more, but that's I think that sums it up pretty well yeah what a, what a brilliant first issue and not only is it very well written the characters you're immediately you know linnea and, huh. and her husband right you're you're immediately like you're rooting for them you love them right uh there's some great intrigue to start the issue off there's some great intrigue at the end uh but it's the art that really blew me away in yeah. all of this the, the fran gallon's art it's just fucking gorgeous and yeah. so this is just this is just this is one of those you see it on the rack, grab it, buy it, read it. You'll be you'll be more than pleasantly surprised with it and uh you'll you'll be you'll be sucked in immediately. I think there are a lot of books that we talk about that we we really like in obviously, there are like obviously there's a ton of books we talk about that we really like, but there's like we know like if I go and read a horror stuff, you and I both know not everybody enjoys horror stuff or maybe I like to talk about dark fantasy a lot and some people it's like it's not necessarily their thing, but if you like dark fantasy, you got to check out that book. I do think Pine and Merrimack, at least the first issue, is an example of a book that like anybody who just likes comics, you should check this out. I feel that yeah. strongly about it, especially with the, the, the two main characters that we meet. Like, If you don't fall in love with those two characters right away, I, I will be stunned. And also, not to get the, bury the lead here too, but Fran Gallon's art is wild. Too. So if you read Lucky Devil, which was uh, was a Dark Horse book that Colin Bunn wrote and Fran was the artist on, 
I really, really enjoyed the art in that series. But he also does not only is like is that the art style familiar, but what he does with the colors throughout mm. the first issue too is very like there. There is so much going on, but at the same time, it's like not overwhelming in, in, in any sense. Um, it's it's just it's perfect. Really, really good first issue. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. All right, now we got Dark Horse. Okay, so uh, okay, so let me do this. Let me let me rip through these last few from this week because we got a couple of books from Dark Horse we want to discuss. Sure. Uh, so from IDW, as I mentioned them before, early contender for Publisher of the Year MVP. Yeah. Uh, we have The Hunger and the Dusk issue five. This, of course, is written by G. Willow Wilson, which I absolutely enjoy. We have Sonic the Hedgehog issue sixty eight. The Ministry of Compliance, Issue 2, which I, I talked about the first issue at length a few moments ago. Uh, and then Star Trek Picard's Academy, Issue 4. Uh, nothing this week from uh, AWA. Uh, from Vault, we have Unnatural Order, Issue 2, and Sainted Love, Issue 3. From Titan, we have Conan the Barbarian, Issue 6. And then from Dynamite, we have Gargoyles, 11. Vampirella, Dead Flowers, Issue 4, and of course the book that I've been loving, uh, written uh, by friend of the show, Dan Panosian, Savage Red Sonia, Issue 3. Uh, so, Nicholas, to wrap up week one, take us through uh, Dark Horse. You got it. All right. The Oddly Pedestrian Life of Christopher Chaos, Issue 6. Of course, Joe has dibs on that because it's a James Tynan book. Giant Robot Hellboy, Issue 3. Mortal Terror, Issue 2. Time Traveler Tales issue two. And then the one first issue that we got from Dark Horse this week is Critical Role, The Tales of Exandria, Atragon, issue one by Sam Maggs and Aviv. Um, then we also got a couple issues that you and I wanted to dig into. Uh, where would you like to start? You you take us off first. Okay, so I Midnight Show issue four. This is the final issue of this series. And this is a book that I had dibs on. Cullen Bunn is the writer for it. Uh, I've I've enjoyed it from start to finish. I, I, there's a great twist in this, and um, I was very much uh, blown away by. Uh, there's there's a great twist, and there's quite a few surprising developments in this. Real consequences in this in this series, and I and I love to see that, especially when we're talking about like a short four uh, four issue story. Um, you, it's it's we always talk about how we love that with indie comics is one of the best things that they have going is that they will tell, they will complete a story. And then maybe, the, you know, they find ways to go back and visit stories, but usually in that first arc, especially they will, they will wrap things up where it's like, if this is the end, that is the end. I do want to note though, I'm not going to talk about this at length on the show because to me, the pace that it moves at, it doesn't, it's so it's a very it's a fast pace and it's an enjoyable read if you go and pick it up and trade for them which i recommend you do if you're a horror fan if you love the horror classics you're gonna read this thing so freaking fast it's such an easy fast read to me i just don't think for what we do i feel like i can talk about this book in five minutes and you and i like to talk about books on here that you know i mean maybe we only talk 10 15 minutes but still like that's a pretty significant difference in terms of what's going on there this is like when we talk about a good popcorn movie, this is like a popcorn comic, I guess. Like you just like, and I felt the same way about TMNT Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like I fucking love that, and you've read it, and it's awesome. But you get what I you you now understand what I meant when I said that about TMNT Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Speaking of which, I think last week TMNT, uh, the Black and White Power Rangers TMNT Power Rangers Black and White came out, which was yeah, uh, a really fun. Uh, I picked up the um, uh, Jenny Frizen cover for that. Ooh. Gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. Ooh, nice. Yeah, good collector's item for sure. And then, Joe, we got Drive Like Hell, 
issue three, of course, by Rich Duick. And now the reigning unanimous Jack Kirby Award winner, uh, Artist of the Year, Alex Cormack. But, but you know, Joe, I know I've been blabbering on about some stuff already. I, I am going to go here, too. We've been gushing about Cormack and his art, and he, it deservedly so. But I just want to say a couple things about Duick after this issue, because this story has moved at a breakneck pace, which, of course, makes sense given the title, Drive Like Hell. But this issue, we get a little bit more backstory on a couple key players. At the same time, we still have, this is still very much like an up-tempo issue, just pretty much on the same level as the other two. I don't feel like it slowed down one bit. And I, to me, that's just very impressive on Rich's part where he's given, he knows how to give us everything that we need, but at the same time, maintaining that tempo that he establishes from the jump. And we've seen that in his other work too. Yeah. Well, so like the title is very fitting, right? Drive mm -hmm. like hell. So we, we do get some great back, uh, some backstory on, on one of the main characters. And then again, Cormac, there's some imagery in this issue, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, with, yeah. with, with oh man like holy shit like this it was easily the best issue of the series which is saying something because they, they've all been excellent but like yeah the title is fitting because this, this story really has moved as you said at, at a breakneck speed where road of bones like that was more slower paced very yes. suspenseful mm -hmm. um same thing with, with sea of sorrows right like the the, the suspense just kind of just it was it had this this beautiful sort of build and then this massive crescendo, you know, at the end. And then Breath of Shadows was a little bit more uh, faster paced, but like this, the drive like hell is just bang, bang, mm. bang, bang, bang. And this issue in particular, like I, I was, it was a great. I think it's the penultimate issue, right? I believe uh, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was great because it really like it's been telling this great story. And now we, now is when we get all the background to everything. And now it's like, okay, the end is right there. I can't wait to see, you know, how yeah. the story, you know, uh, finishes up because it's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And that's the thing too, Rotobones. I'm glad you brought that up because like, that is a totally different story moves at a totally different pace, but it's, it maintains that throughout the entire series. And I, and I, I mean, I absolutely crushed that thing when I read it too. Um, but it's just, it's like, that's the thing like that's so impressive to me is that he's able to identify the pace that fits the story perfectly. I know we see other writers do it, but it just seems like looking at these two stories that Duke's telling back to back. So, so closely, it's just interesting to see how seamlessly he flips to, yeah. to the other. Yeah, it was. And, 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 and to say that it was a slower pace, like that's not a, a knock oh. on it, right? Cause it still reads really fast. No, like you uh -huh. still fly, you still fly through it, but like it's that it's that slow build of everything. Like the suspense, the suspense is in the slow pacing. If that exactly, that's right. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, because 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 it builds. This is like, bam, a mile a minute, and you just like it's moving so fast. You you don't see all the things coming together, right? And especially the way this issue started. Um, yeah. Yes. And, and, and like we getting backstories on inanimate objects for Pete's yeah. sake. Right, yes. which was absolutely excellent. So, must read, must read, must read series. Yes, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and then I, just to go like, the, yeah, with the tempo, like Constantine is a slow moving book, and I fucking love Constantine. It's yeah. it's supposed to be like that's how the like certain ones just call for that. Um, but yeah, awesome stuff there. And uh, now let's get really into this uh, this list and look at week two of January, which is uh, the, that Wednesday, New Comic Book Day, is the tenth. What do you got for me for Marvel? 
Yes, yeah, so week two of January from Marvel, we have Wolverine 41. We have Miles Morales Spider-Man issue 15. It <laughs> always makes Aven- me laugh. I don't know why it just always does. <laughs> the, the Avengers issue 9, Star Wars issue 42, uh, Blade issue 7, The Sensational She-Hulk issue 4, say that 10 times uh, nope. fast, uh, Daredevil Gang War issue 2, Luke Cage Gang War issue 3, uh, Spider-Gwen issue 2, Mandalorian season 2 issue 8, Thunderbolts issue two. Um, and I'm just going to sort of say this now, like Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man uh, 2099. This is pretty much coming out every week. At least that's how it is. You're going to hear this over and over and over again. So we're not making huh. mistakes. That's uh, what um, League of Comic Geeks has. Um, yeah. So it sounds like, you know, Steve Orlando's pretty much has had this cranked out. It's just going to be coming out weekly. Interesting. All right. Uh, we have the Sentry issue two, and then we have a couple of number ones here. One of which being Giant Size Spider-Man issue one, uh, written by Cody Ziegler with art by Aban uh, Coelho. And then uh, I'm just taking this one right off the fucking rip here because uh, this sounds absolutely fantastic. Ultimate Spider-Man issue one, written by Jonathan Hickman and with art by Marco Cicchetto. Uh, I love the Ultimate Spider-Man uh, series. You know, there's a whole bunch of volumes. You know, a couple different writers have, have written them over the years. Uh, the new Ultimate Spider-Man uh, for a new Ultimate Universe. Revolutionary writer Jonathan Hickman and acclaimed artist Marco Cicchetto, uh bring you a bold new take on Spider-Man with the debut title of the new line of Ultimate Comics. After the events of Ultimate Invasion, the world needs a hero who will rise up to take on that responsibility. Prepare for the entangle. Prepare to be entangled in a web of mystery and excitement as the all-new Ultimate Spider-Man comic redefines the web crawler for the 21st century. That was a fucking mouthful. It Jeez. was, yeah. But wow. I'm excited. Yeah, don't they know Six that to midnight. comic book readers we we need six. Uh, one syllable words. Anyways, uh, yes, that no, that sounds like a good one. Are you calling dibs on it? Uh, well, I, you know, I'll read the first issue. We'll see. Okay. You know. All right. Cool. You know. If I, be uh, if I but, beat you to it. Well, <laughs> fine, dibs. Don't fucking read it. I don't care. <laughs> dibs I, on this next one too. Fuck you. <laughs> you can't call dibs on Rise of Powers of X issue one. That's insane. Um, Kieran Gillen, RB Silva. Obviously, we got all this stuff going on with the X Men right now and Krakoa, and everything's falling. So, um, I, I'm again like we're just getting more chaos here. Um, uh, also, you know, just get throw out there, fuck Orcus, just yeah, saying. fuck Orcus. And, and 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 Gillen's been in, I mean, he's you know, been elbow deep into everything Krakoa and X Men, yeah, you know, for the past two years, right? So, if, if right, you, you can't have the ending of Krakoa. You without Gillen writing a title or two uh, for it because yep. he's he's been so heavily involved. Uh, he tried take to take on... it down before with Mister Sinister. He tried his best. He tried. You know? He tried his best, but <laughs> fuck Sinister. Uh, what do we have from DC Nicholas? Uh, Action Comics ten sixty one Green Lantern issue seven Batman and Robin issue five Titans Beast World issue four Wesley Dodds the Sandman issue four Outsiders issue three Speed Force issue three. Fables 161 and Looney Tunes 276. Now, I had mentioned earlier how in week one of January, Image really, it was nothing, right? Mm. Three books and a new one. Well, <laughs> they, they are making up for it this week, my friend. 
Holy cow. So we have Transformers issue four, King Spawn issue 29, The Sacrificers with the Bird People issue six, uh uh-uh. uh, Fish Flies issue four, Swan Songs issue six, Kaya issue 14, Blood Commandment issue three, Crave issue two. I love that first issue. This, this story is going to be effed up and I'm mm. all for it. Uh, Deep Cuts issue four, Antarctica issue seven, Petrol Head issue three. Purr, evil issue four. <laughs> yeah, you do that every time. It creeps me out. Midlife or How to Hero at 50 issue four. Star Science issue seven. Bloodrick issue two. And just one number one. Mm. Because if they didn't have enough books coming out that week, they got to throw a number one out there. Um, Adventure Man Ghost Lights issue one. This is written by Matt Fraction with art by Tony Dodson. What do we have next, Nicholas? Terry Dodson. And I'll tell you what. Oh, Matt, Terry. Matt Fraction. I'm. I might have to check it out. Might be, yeah. might have to. Um, from Boom, we got Zawa and the Belly of the Beast, issue three. Firefly, the Fall Guys, issue four. And Abbott, 1979, issue three. Light week from Boom. Yeah. Uh, light week for, for a few of these uh, coming up here. Uh, from Dark Horse, we have Yusagi Yojimbo, Ice and Snow, issue four. Uh, Masterpiece, issue yeah. two. Quick Stops, volume two, issue two. Uh, Terrace Apart issue three, subgenre issue three, and the Assassin's Apprentice two issue two. I'm looking. I, I was. Been, I told you I've been trying to sort out um our list of dibs at least on my half of it, and uh, I forgot. Like I, I called dibs on Masterpiece too, and I fucking mm-hmm. love that issue. I got to make sure. Like somehow that didn't get that didn't get added to the list previously. So I'm gonna have to do that at some point. Um, what after we're done from IDW, we got TMNT Saturday Morning Adventures issue nine. Another reason for you to give uh, have them be. Uh, early MVP favorites, because I know the Wii one is a big fan of uh, the Saturday Morning Adventures, right? Yeah, and what's great is that, you know, so uh, she's reading. Like, she can just full, full out read now, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been, you know, coming either coming home from work or, like, going just whatever, and uh, she, she, I got her her first short box with her comics in there, and I've been seeing her on the couch just reading comics. Nice. Right, just re- so it's it's awesome. So yeah, she's uh, and she loves the turtles and all that. So that's definitely one a good one for the for the wee one. Yeah, nice. And then she, oh, we also got Earth Divers issue fourteen, Dark Spaces the Hollywood Special issue five, Star Trek the Strange New Worlds the Scorpions run issue five. Yeah, and so <laughs> you want to talk about six to midnight from AWA, baby? Hmm. We've got Red Light issue three. And the Madness issue six. So the Madness is going to be finishing up and Red Light. Ooh, it's saucy. Mm. Uh, but it is it is also like really violent and really good. So this is going to be a hell of a week uh, from AWA. And then from Vault, just a uh, light week loan issue two. Kind of ironic that that is the loan title that comes out that week. Uh, from Titan Dead by Daylight issue four. And Guma, the beginning of her issue two. Uh, they also got Rebel Moon, House of the Blood Axe, issue one. This was something that we heard was going to be coming out with Rebel Moon. Have you watched the movie yet? No, and I don't think I ever will. <laughs> 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. I can only imagine that number's gone down. I just don't know how you have this whole concept of the, like, you know, this isn't the cut that I want again. It just doesn't make any it's, sense. It's, it's all fucking marketing nonsense, and it's- that's half the reason why I won't fucking watch it. Feels like it, honestly, at this point. But anyways, what we got from uh, Dynamite? Okay, I'll uh, I'll wrap up uh, these last few here. Uh, So from Dynamite, we have uh, Alice Cooper, issue four. 
Sheena, uh, yeah, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, Fatal Exams, Issue 5, Jennifer Blood, Battle Diary, Issue 2, and then we have uh, Disney Villains, Cruella de Vil, uh, Issue 1, written by Sweeney Boo, uh, with art by uh, Morena uh, Puglia, or Puglia, if you will. Mm. Uh, From Scout Comics, we have Banshee, Issue 5, that is written by friend of the show, Dave Dwanch. From Mad Cave, we have Project Reese, Issue 6, and then you highlighted this book in red. You want to mention this number one real quick. Yes, Dear Editor, issue one. Uh, we got. I meant to check this out. We got an early look at this one. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Ryan Lindsay, uh, Sam Cavella, Dear Editor, issue one. A John Doe staying, uh, I'm sorry, a John Doe slang lures a journalist into a world of political intrigue, a Wi-Fi enabled grotto, and a station locker full of secrets. For Bucky, an editor of the crime beat at quote, the truth, close quote, that's all in a day's work. But he also happens to be a deer. So I wanted to check it out. I got, I mean, this is, we got the review copies. Like, this is why we do this shit. And Matt keeps been putting out some uh, really interesting stuff recently too. No, they really have. And I forgot that we had the, uh, the advanced copy of this. I, when I was, you know, typing this all up, I saw, I go, what a, I go, this has to be good. There's just no way this isn't absolutely fantastic. So yeah. I'm going to have to go uh, peep the uh, the uh, the review copy there. Uh, what do we have from Source Point Press to wrap up the week, Nicholas? Murder by Mail, issue three. And There Was Another Life, issue one, which is by Lindun Rachenka and Stephen Cowell. Uh, then we move, Joe, into the third week of January. We got two more after this to get through. Uh, but the 17th, what do we got from Marvel? So we have The Amazing Spider-Man, issue 42. We have X-Men, issue 30. Fantastic Four, issue 16. Uh, Daredevil, issue 5. The Invincible Iron Man, issue 14. Guardians of the Galaxy, issue 10. Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, issue 42. Black Panther, issue 8. Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham, The Silver Age, Issue 7. Star Wars, The High Republic, Issue 3. Alien, Issue 3. White Widow, Issue 3. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, Issue 3. <laughs> Cap Wolf and the Howling Commandos, Issue 4. Obi-Wan, Issue 4. And then we have a couple of number ones here. Ooh, yeah. uh, so we have Jackpot, Issue 1, uh, written by Celeste uh, Bronfman and with art by Joey Vasquez. And then two here we want to highlight real quick. Uh, this one uh, really, really piqued my interest. Uh, this is Avengers Twilight, Issue 1, written by my chip, uh, with art mm-hmm. by Daniel Acuna. And you'll see here, Nicholas, on the notes, dibs as of one one twenty four at 3.07 p.m. Wow! Look right. at you, not fucking so, around. Okay. No, not with this one, baby. Not with not with Chip back at Marvel. Uh, in a gleaming new world of prosperity, Captain America is no more, but Steve Rogers still exists, floating through an America where freedom is an illusion, where the Avengers are strangers, and his friends are long dead. But is the is this a dream? How do you assemble Avengers in a world that doesn't want them? If anyone can make. Yeah, uh, Steve Rogers, um, fascinating, interesting, uh, and add some layers and complexity to him. It's gonna be Chip, dude. Right? This this sounds like an interesting concept. Period. And then to hear it's Chip that's writing it. Yeah, that's I'm. Yeah, I'm actually like kind of. I was like, okay, it's Chip. That sucks, but it, it's bound to happen with Joe from time to time. It doesn't happen as often as I would think it would. Quite honestly, and but fuck, 
Like this is this is a bad one for me to lose out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to timestamp it. I had to because I didn't want you pulling any shenanigans. Because uh, surprise, surprise, I can't edit the uh, the dibs list. Uh, so I didn't want Nick, you know, going on there being like, oh, you didn't put it on the list. I've got it. Yeah, oh, timestamp no. this. Oh, oh, no. Wasn't oh, fucking no. around. All these, uh, so now we got our own conspiracies uh, going on. Jeez. Um, also, I'd like to note, um, you know, talking about New Year and everything, you know, we've talked about how we've had like other creators reaching out to us. I think this is the first time that I've gotten a note about a uh, interview mid show. I'll have to t- we'll talk about it after the show, you and I, of course. Oh. But yes, look at that. You never know what is going to happen. Seriously. We have no idea what it'll be, but that's another conversation for later. Uh, I don't want to lose out on talking about Cable real quick by Fabian Fabian Na- Nicesia uh, and Scott Eaton. The future must not come to pass. All the signs are here. The necrocracy? No, neocracy. That's what I don't know. N-E-O-C-R-A-C-Y. How would you say that? Neocracy? Necrocracy. Oh, yeah, neocracy, I guess. I'm Ron Burgundy? Mm-hmm. Uh, is, either way, whatever that is, is coming. And it, <laughs> with it comes not only the end of mutant kind, but all of the humankind as well, as if rescuing young Nate from the ongoing threat of Orcus weren't enough, can Cable root out the growing threat and decimate it before, again, uh, ne- neocracy as a chance to take hold? Neocracy would be the way that it is pronounced, Nicholas, sort of like bureaucracy. Ah. Uh, and uh, it is a noun, and uh, it means a governed by the new or inexperienced. Oh, neo, new, crassy government. Right, right. It was a quick little Latin lesson for you. So basically, if our nephews were uh, running the world, is what you're telling me. Because yeah. you know, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that that is also true. Um, anyways, so that's a pretty pretty good week for Marvel, especially on the first issues. If it's Cable, I gotta check out first issues with him always. From DC on the week of the seventeenth, we got Nightwing issue one ten, Batman Superman World's Finest issue three, Superman issue ten, Titans issue seven, Wonder Woman issue five, Catwoman sixty one, Superman Lost issue ten, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong. Issue 10, which I do intend to check, check out because I think I said before, Brian Bucciolato is the um, the writer on that. And he's been, there's a couple titles that I've really been enjoying from No One in Midlife, um, to name a few. Green Lantern, War Journal, Issue 5. Jay Garrick, The Flash, Issue 4. And then another title where we recently talked to the uh, writer of the series. The artist on this is Aaron Campbell. Writer is Cy Spur. If you follow us on Instagram, you saw Joe sharing uh, Sean Phillips' A cover for it is pretty fucking kick ass. John Constantine Hellblazer Dead in America issue one. Another one that you and I have already gotten a chance to look at, Joe. Uh, what'd you think? Tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Uh, you know, I I um caught up on uh, a lot of the, the Cy Spurrier's run on Constantine before our chat with him, and I, and I and I love his writing, and and I love like the first volume had a couple of different artists on it. And it was Aaron Campbell's that I enjoyed the most. So I'm really pumped to see him back on this. And I'm glad to see uh, Constantine taking on uh, mm. some, some new and different stuff here. So, um, yeah, a- absolutely excellent stuff here. So, again, if you're a, if you're a Con- Constantine rhymes with swine uh, fan and a Spurrier fan, this is, again, this is de- definitely must read stuff. Yeah, and you're and apparently Joe's really trying to get in good with uh with Cy. I know you had a good time talking with him, but when we, we had him on last, but geez, well, I, it, 
him and I, we would have a ball in over a few pints. <laughs> you know, and you kind of did when we had him on. You were the only one that wasn't having a pint, <laughs> apparently. That was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's like the first thing that he said on the the show. I'm talking like three in. All right, yeah. well, we but yeah, we had a great time, and I had a great time reading this issue. I've said it before that I I, I think Sai really understands Constantine well. Constantine, pardon me. Um, he also educated us on it, had patience to deal with that. But I I really enjoyed it, and I do think Aaron Campbell. It, when I think of the, the art that comes with Constantine, I do generally prefer something gritty, um, something that feels kind of nasty. And I get that, you know, and I mean that in a good way um, from from Campbell's perspective. And I get that here. So it's it's it feels like a horror book. You are we're going to get some scary shit here. And also like some characters are thrown in the mix that it's interesting to see them whenever they are uh, alongside Constantine. And usually it doesn't bode immensely well for him uh so i love seeing him get uncomfortable and again Sai puts everybody else around constantine constantine in an, an uncomfortable place um except for maybe the readers because at least we know he's at a good distance from us well because everyone knows he's an asshole so it's 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 important to know that going real on. piece of shit <laughs> yes we just pay listen lives for new year's eve slick back hair you know it <laughs> imagine we put him in white pants oh wow uh, uh so <laughs> Moving on to image. Uh, also, real quick, because uh, you predominantly uh, read the DC stuff, I would prefer. I would. I like you when when saying Superman to say uh, Superman. Superman, got it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I think it's fair compromise. One hundred percent. You got Superman. it. Uh, no, from image. So, like, image is doing very something very uh, unique this month, where they started light and they're getting they're getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger each week. So we have the Deviant issue three, Oof. the Scorched issue twenty five, Phantom Road issue eight. What's the furthest place from here? Issue seventeen, GI Joe a real American issue issue, uh, GI Joe a real American hero issue three. Of all the titles, you probably shouldn't get wrong. It's probably that one, <laughs> right? Uh, Creep show. Now I'm all. Oh no, Creep show issue five. Kill your darlings issue five. Ooh. Right, the Enfield Gang issue six, Hack Slash Back to School issue three, Savage Dragon issue two sixty seven. If you've been reading, uh, Philadelphia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Our mm-hmm. Bones Dust issue two, Captera Universal Truths issue six, The Bloody Dozen: A Tale of the Shrouded College issue two. I love the first issue of this. Can't wait to read this one. Thank you, Quiz. Uh, you're the man as well. And we have a couple of number ones here. We have The Weatherman, issue one, written by uh, Jody Lehep, uh, with art by uh, Nathan Fox. Um, you have the first trade of this, Nicholas. So you're, you're looking to check all this out. Yeah, I got to check. I'll take that on. Like, I, I guess I'll call it like a tentative dibs, just, you know, but like, I, I know you're not necessarily looking to go dig into it. So, yeah, I've had this for, for a long time. I think I bought it back, bought it back like, Around when I was covering a Red Sox game, I think, because there's a comic oh, book shop right near there. So it's been oh, yeah. a little while since I've done uh, I've, I've done that. Yeah. So then we have the colonized zombies versus aliens issue one, written by Chris Rael with art by Drew Moss, and then so much like Transformers, Nicholas. Like I had the two, I had some action figures, you know, watched the cartoon, but I wasn't a huge Transformers guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, same could be said for GI Joe. Like watched the cartoon. Had some of the action figures, but I wasn't a huge G.I. Joe guy. I think like I just missed the boat on that. Like I was just a little too young because it, you know, been up anyways. Um, but 
I love uh, what Daniel Warren Johnson has done with Transformers. And now Joshua Williamson is sort of taking over some G.I. Joe stuff. He, he's, he's writing um, Duke, uh, oh, which yeah, the first that. issue is out. Me, I got it as well. That's a G.I. Joe story. And now Cobra Commander issue one, written by Joshua Williamson with art by um, Andrea, uh, Andrea uh, Milana. So this is another book that I'm going to pick up because, you know, uh, I've loved what Williamson has done over at DC, you know, with Batman and Robin and, and, and a lot of the stuff there. So it'll be very interesting to see how he tackles uh, G.I. Joe. And I'm sure he's, he's going to do a fantastic job. Again, I've been meaning to read Duke that came out last week or the week before. Last week. Uh, last week. Yeah. So I definitely got to catch up on that. Same. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check that one out, too. Um, I did read the first G.I. Joe issue and it didn't really. I think it was like, it was like fine, but I also got like, it's a reintroduction for everybody kind of welcome in. It's, it's a tough one um, to like, that, that's a tough lift, but Duke, I'm, I, I'm, I feel like I got to check that one out as well. But um, Cobra commander, I don't know if I'll be with you on that one. This is a mini series. The rise of Cobra begins here. So it might be good just for anybody who's just moderately interested in any of this stuff to like an easy spot to jump in. I, I, I'm sure it's, it's going to be good too for like people our age. Well, maybe mm. more of my age. Who loved it and they've got kids that might be yeah eight nine ten twelve years old or whatever and they want to sort of introduce them to mm-hmm. gi joe and all this stuff so this might be a good way to do that but i'm going to definitely give it a read because uh mostly because if josh williamson uh wasn't attached to it i probably wouldn't to be honest mm. with you that's fair uh, but because he is i'm, I'm definitely going to give it a shot that's fair and that of course is coming out from skybound and then also from skybound this week we got the walking dead deluxe issue 81 from boom we got damn them all issue 12 which is actually the final issue of damn them all didn't realize that we had scion um i know he knew it he just didn't tell us uh, i would have liked to ask about that a little bit but we did get to talk about the damn them all in some capacity when we had him on uh really helped draw the line between constantine and ellie uh bloody l um so for those of you who wonder like how similar those two are he really like made clear the difference between them um when we talked to him dune house of harkonnen issue 12 uh have you been reading that i i'm i'm a little backed up but i plan on uh, i plan on catching up on that for sure okay lotus land issue three which i have dibs on uh mech issue five orcs the gift issue two uh then we move over to what we got next dark horse so we have Black Hammer, The End, Issue 5, Space Usagi, Death and Honor, Issue 2, Operation Sunshine, Issue 4, Stranger Things, The Voyage, Issue 3, Borealis, Issue 2, and Killer Queens 2, Issue 4. Okay, I'm going to take us through the rest of these because I know and I know there's one title that you want to talk about from a publisher. We'll, we'll save that for the end here. Um, Star Trek, Issue 16 from IDW. Um to kick things off there, Sonic the Hedgehog, the Fang, I'm sorry, Fang the Hunter, issue one, My Little Pony, Ken Bucky, Roller Derby, issue one, Vault, we got the Nasty, issue six, Nightfall, double feature, issue four, from Titan, we got Blade Runner, uh, 2039, issue nine, Bloodborne, the Bleak Dominion, issue four, Forgotten Ruins, Wizard Cult, issue two. Runes, runes, runes. So I in there. Oh, did I say ruins? Yeah, ruins. Yeah, my, my bad. Ruin. Uh, from a blaze, we got the prism issue four, and then Mad Cave. We have the legacy of violence issue nine, Eden Frost issue two, and then the Seance Room Harry's Opus issue one by Ben Templesmith, who you may recognize from Thirty Days of Darkness. Uh, but then Dynamite. 
Uh, we got a few titles there. What do you, what do you got for me? Yeah, we don't we don't highlight Dynamite a ton outside of talking about like Red Sonia, uh, but we have uh, Army of Darkness Forever issue four, Sirens Gate issue five, Robert Jordan's The Wheel of Time, The Great Hunt issue three. But this this blew my fucking mind, right? Because we we like they've been a bunch of James Bond titles, and okay, whatever. I, you know, I, I like the movies, but I'm not necessarily going to grab a James Bond comic. But I, I was like, let me just click on Oops. and uh, <laughs> just kind of, you never know. I, I had this premonition, Nicholas, like, don't don't pass over this. Click on it. Just see who is it, who is it written by and who's drawing it because you might be stunned. And oh, boy, was I stunned. James Bond, 007, issue one, written by Garth yeah. Ennis yeah. with art by Rafa uh, Labasco. A relic of the Cold War, the deadly compound uh, Stalvoda uh, has a long buried connection with MI6. So when it mysteriously reappears in disturbing circumstances, the agency naturally assigns its best operative to get to the bottom of things. 007 himself, James Bond. What is Garth Ennis doing writing James Bond? Not that I'm questioning it. I'm I'm, I'm going to find this, whether it's a physical copy or a digital copy, because I've got to see what Garth Ennis, what his take on James Bond is going to be. Yeah. Because, uh, Very like it, it is like, this is, this seems, this doesn't seem like a Garth Ennis property. Mm-hmm. And that's, what's so fascinating about it. I agree. Yeah. I, I don't know how he's going to handle this. It's, I, I agree. Like once I saw his name, we, I, there's there's some titles that we're seeing get announced and everything it's like how are we not hearing about this sooner like you and i are all over this stuff just like i don't know i guess we're just not turning over the right rocks where yeah how is how do we just not know it's not that we're not finding out early just how do we not know until the solicit it's crazy but yeah anyways uh that is a great way to round up the week of the 17th then we got the week of the 24th uh kick us off with marvel please okay so from marvel we have x-force issue 48 the Immortal Thor issue six, Gods issue four, Superior Spider-Man issue three, Spider-Woman issue three, Punisher issue three, Miguel O'Hara Spider-Man 2099 issue four, Daredevil Black Armor issue three, uh, and then a couple of number ones. So again, another light week from Marvel, surprising. We have, now this one I'm excited for, Thrawn Alliances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is the book two of the Timothy Zahn uh, trilogy. Uh, now in comic form. Uh, so again, written by Timothy Zahn and Jody Hauser, who's a great writer, um, and Pat uh, with art by Pat Olaf. Uh, we have The Resurrection of Magneto, issue one, written by Al Ewing uh, with art by uh, Lucian Vecchio. So Magneto's been MIA for some time. So this is going to be absolutely fantastic. Huge titles, those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so huge how he's going to play into everything that's going on, you know, with the fall of the house of X. And then we have power pack into the storm issue one written by Louise Jones, uh, Simonson with art by June Brigman. What do we have from detective comics, Nicholas detective comics, 1081 green arrow issue eight, the flash issue five, Harley Quinn, 36 Batman brave and the bold issue nine Titans beast world issue five, the penguin issue six, Power Girl issue five, Amazon's Attack issue four. I'm surprised that one doesn't have a uh, exclamation point for all the titles that we like see. It's like should be yeah. Amazon 
attack. Like, you know, throwing some punctuation there, comma, maybe two. Um, anyways, Titans Beast World Tour, Joe's favorite, um, Star City issue one, which actually is by uh, Josh Williamson. Uh, but what do you got for me from Image for this week? Um, so, again, holy cow. We have Spawn 349, James Tynan's Dracula issue four. Uh, we have uh, Jeff Lemire's Tenement issue eight. We have mm. Chip Zadarsky's New Bird issue 14. The Holy Roller issue three. Hexagon Bridge issue five. Crave issue three. Mirka and Doffel's Per Evil issue five. Uh, the Schlub issue six. Junior Baker, The Righteous Faker issue five. And then we have uh, Ghost Machine one. And this has got Jeff Johns, Peter Tomasi, Lamont McGee, uh, Maytel, uh, Chut, all writing with art by Francis uh, Manpole, Ivan Rice, uh, Brian Hitch, um, and, and, and a few others. And so this is sort of image is creating a shared universe here with a lot of its different um, uh, care, you know, stories here. So Geiger, Redcoat, Rook, the Rockefellers. So this is going to be sort of like sort of what Supermassive uh was to uh you know the radiant black unit the massive verse hmm. uh this is going to be something like that so it's big first issue where it's going to sort of combine you know all of these kind of create a shared universe here with all these characters so something to keep your eyes out because uh, geiger was a great story i'm not as familiar with some of these other stories here but Neither am I'm, I. I'm gonna i'm gonna check this out and see see uh see what's going on Okay, from Boom uh, on the week of the 17th, we got Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue 116 and Slow Burn issue 4. Uh, Dark Horse real quick, we got Star Wars, The High Republic Adventures issue 2, Cyberpunk 2077 XOXO Hugs and Kisses issue 4, Cyberpunk uh, 2077 Phantom Library, 10 of Swords issue 1. Liberty, can you not read? It clearly says Liberty. Oh, it does. Yeah. Liberty, well, Liberty. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, you, didn't you get Tony and like Terry mixed up earlier yeah. in the same conversation? I just want to make sure I'm not losing my news. mind. Fake news. <laughs> uh, written by Tukaz Ludlowski, which I can get that right. Uh, Alex Sutton and, of course, friend of the show, Bartosz Stiver, with art by Miguel Valderrama. Uh, from IDW, we have TMNT147. Godzilla, War for Humanity, Issue 4. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Fortune Finder, Issue 3. Uh, and then a couple of number one, Star Trek Defiant Annual Number 1, written by Christopher Cantwell, with art by Ramon Rosanas. Uh, we have Dungeons and Dragons, Saturday Morning Adventures, Issue 1, written by David Boer, with art by George uh, Cam uh, Dadius. Uh, I feel like that... we. We mentioned this a few weeks ago, so it must have been delayed or something. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from AWA, Ooh. again, back they're killing it. They're killing it this month. Rumpus Room, issue five, Nicholas. Oh, yeah. boy. I can't. Scott Snyder said he went out and read this one, and he absolutely loved it. So I definitely can't wait for this issue because we've loved the series already. If if there's a book or a title that got snubbed by us in our awards, it's Rumpus Room, 100%. And I said it, like, don't be surprised if this goes and wins a um, um, an Eisner. I, I don't don't be yeah. stunned if Rumpus Room wins an Eisner. I, it deserve like it deserves to be in our conversation. For I award. was I was so torn between this and the madness for my pick for mm. um, uh, best, best new series. Yeah, uh, because I love them both, and they're both sort of the same thing. Like they're one issue away from being complete within the last year 
but I chose the madness because that one really hit me. But the the the, the satirical nature, uh, just the overall storytelling. Again, Ramon Rosanna's art, absolutely fantastic. Like really, really good book. So mm-hmm. like if you haven't been reading it, get get the trade when it comes out. You know, we'll we'll make sure we stream, you know, from, from the mountaintops. Mm-hmm. So you have more than enough time to go pick it up your local comic book shop when it comes out. Uh, this has been a damn good series. Yeah, and for me too, like I have, so no one was the best new series for me, but I've been loving that since the start of last year and there's so much uh, going on with it. And then for like underrated um, or surprising book, like the Robert's Room didn't surprise me. Like this is, it's fucking outstanding. And like, we kind of expect that from Mark Russell, but it did help AWA win MVP, which you could argue is the most important award to win. Um, For the rest of the week of the 24th for Vault, we got Unnatural Order issue three. From Titan, we got Conan the Barbarian, issue 7. Star Trek Explorer, issue 10. From Dynamite, we got Red Sonja, issue 7. Gargoyles, Dark Ages, issue 5. Disney Villains, Hades, issue 5. Starfinder, Angels of the Drift, issue 5. Garbage Pale Kids, Trashing Through Time, issue 4. Justice Ducks, not to be confused with the Mighty Ducks, Justice Ducks, uh, issue 1, by Roger Langridge and Carlo Lauro. Uh, from Mad Cave, we got Skeeters issue two, and then from Ahoy, a title that Joe has been talking about. Ahoy is a company we never talk about on here. Um, and maybe we, we need to start doing that more because you've been loving Project Cryptid, and issue five of that is out the week of the 24th. Ahoy, Ahoy, uh, <laughs> the Simpsons reference. Uh, ah. yeah, Project Cryptid has been, it's been really fun. Just you know, each issue is, is you know, you know, at least three sort of short stories all revolving around different sort of, you know, mm. cryptid type things. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. Um, okay. And with a revolving, you know, set of writers for each, each story. So. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now we are on final week of January, the 31st of January. What do you got? All right. So we have Wolverine 42, which seems odd because I feel like we got Wolverine 41 only two weeks prior to this. So mm. 40, 41, 43 issues in a month. I think that, Keep your peepers popped. This could yeah. be accurate. It could be very not accurate. Add it to uh, your pulse and it won't be a problem, everybody. Yeah, yeah, bingo, bango, baby. Yes. Uh, we have The Incredible Hulk, issue eight. Star Wars, Dr. Afra issue 40. Uh, Spider-Boy, issue three. Avengers Twilight, issue two. Spine-tingling Spider-Man, issue four. Avengers Inc., issue five. Carnage, issue three. Deadly Hands of Kung Fu Gang War, issue two. Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man, issue uh, 2099, issue 5. Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, Battle World, issue 3. We have a Marvel Voices Legends, issue 1, with various writers and various artists. And then we have Dead X-Men, issue 1, written by Steve Fox, with art by Bernard Chang. Nicholas, you highlighted this. Yeah, because Steve Fox was the writer on uh, Dark X-Men, which is a book that I'm going to talk about on this show in the near future, whenever we do, you know, whenever the hell we're able to squeeze in any mainline issues, because who the fuck knows? Um, but uh, but um, he was the writer of that series. Jonah Sharp was the artist in that series. And I really, really enjoyed what he did with a few characters that I, I one character who I love. Obviously, I'm there for Gambit originally. But then you start throwing in other characters who are like, oh, yeah, I find him kind of cool. Like Azazel's an interesting character. Did an awesome job. What a piece of shit that guy was. Like, now I kind of want more of him. And then Madeline Pryor was outstanding too. Um, so I'm, I'm all about that, um, about checking out Steve Fox X-Men stuff right now. 
Yeah, this I mean this 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 premise, the dead X-Men seems really, really fascinating. That and too. I see Bert's in here. I was I went to grab my Washington hat. I was trying to find my Michigan hat, uh, but I couldn't find it. Uh, roll, uh roll, tide, roll tide guy over here. Psh, oh, come on. No, no come I don't want to see any Michigan shit on this show either, though. Um, oh, oh yeah, you're a northwestern guy. Psh. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> Yep. Uh, but uh, real quick on the synopsis for the people that need a little bit more than just knowing Steve Fox is writing X-Men stuff. Death was only the beginning. When the world turned against Krakoa, these five mutants lost their lives. But their mission as X-Men is just getting started. To preserve Xavier's dream, they must accomplish the impossible or die again trying. Spinning out of the rise of, pow of the powers of X, discover who are the dead X-Men. <laughs> Love you, Bert. Yeah, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, I uh, can't wait to read that one. Uh, unless you call dibs. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, what do we got from DC, Nicholas? Uh, Batman, Superman. I'm sorry, Superman. Batman, Superman, world's finest annual. Batman and Robin annual. Uh, Titans, Beast World, issue six. Alan Scott, the Green Lantern, issue four. Batman, Offworld, issue three. Batman, 89. Echoes issue two, and then we got a pair of first issues. DC Power 2024 issue one by N.K. Uh, Jemison and Jamal Campbell. And then Trinity Special issue one by Tom King and Daniel Semperi. Um, this is, oh, so this is, okay, I was thinking it was like like the, the Trinity, but no, this is like the a new character. New character, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we'll see, it's not Batman, so I'm, I'm sure it won't be half bad. Mm. Um, from, from from Image Comics, again, what a way to end the month here, Image. God, yeah. do I love you. Spawn three fifty, World Tree issue seven, King Spawn issue thirty, The Scorched issue twenty six, Duke issue two, Undiscovered Country issue twenty eight, Firepower issue thirty, The Cull issue five, Dark Ride. Uh, issue 10, Local Man, issue 9, The Dead Lucky, issue 11, Philadelphia, issue 33, Edenwood, issue 4, A Natural Blue Blood, issue 6, Quest, issue 5, Siphon, issue 3, and then we have, um, Bert, if you're still in here, you might, you might appreciate this. We have Love Moon Bert. Man, issue 1, written by Kyle Higgins and Scott Mescuddy, who is also known as Kid Cuddy. Yes, right? did I get that right? The kids, is someone the kids are listening to. Kid, Cuddy? you don't know who Kid Cuddy is. I, I Nicholas, do He's, I? Well, you? I mean, I mean, there's a guy who listens to Kid Cuddy. I mean, no, but I, I mean, I, I know Kid Cuddy. I listened to Kid Cuddy back in college, like, but that's the thing. He was from my college, so I, don't I know. haven't listened to like music on the radio in maybe a decade. Huh? Okay. Right? It's 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 it's, it's podcast or it's the same old. 90s early 2000s music i've listened to forever okay I mean, well, i'm officially i don't know what age it was but i hit an age where i was like yeah new music whatever yeah. unless it's like you know you know uh you know a little, little t swift little dua lipa you know i'm familiar you know swaggins <laughs> is into it so you know she was she was walking around the house the other day singing singing dua lipa and she got a santa brought her a little speaker oh and uh that she you know a little bluetooth speaker so megan you know, Megan's got a playlist for her, and it's got all this 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 music on here that I've got no uh, idea. I I even think she was Swaggins was uh, ripping some Drake. Oh know? wow! <laughs> you know, wow. So, there you uh, go. But but anyways, we digress. Moon Man issue. So Kyle has done this 
a lot. One thing we know about Kyle Higgins, <clears throat> besides being a, a kick-ass writer, is that um, he is he is tremendous at bringing people in. Mm-hmm. Right, we we've had fireside chat after fireside chat of, of of people, especially within the massiverse, who said, "Kyle helped me get my start." Mm-hmm. Right, and we saw who was the football player he did a comic with. I think it was on ah, Kickstarter. An old Bears um, player, I can't remember. Yeah, an old Bears old. running back. Um, but anyways, he's 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 very good at this, like just you know pulling people in. So he's writing a comic here uh, with Kid Cudi. Uh, makes his comics debut alongside Iser Ward nominated uh, co-writer Kyle Higgins, the breakout artist Marco uh, Lucati in this extra length first issue of the biggest book of 2024. Ramon is ready for a quiet life. Whatever went wrong on that failed moon mission, whatever happened in the missing minutes, the cameras didn't capture. All he really wants is to settle down back home. But those missing minutes hold an earth shattering secret And with all eyes turned on him, Ramon will soon find himself becoming something the world has never seen before. Ooh. I haven't seen the synopsis for this yet. Okay. I'm going to check it out. But uh, this is... hmm. Okay. That's a a pretty solid synopsis right there. Um, From Boom, we got the the end of Sirens of the City. Issue 6. Another one I don't have jotted down is one that I have called dibs on um, as well. Coda Issue 5 from friend of the show, Cy Spurrier. Uh, Wow, I haven't done that in no. I, I, okay, I don't know. I thought I said Spencer for a second there. I was like, oh, Jesus! I thought I yeah. I thought jeez. We're at, we're at the end of the, when we have five weeks in a solicitor. You know we're going to start running into problems. Um, <laughs> House of Slaughter, pen and ink issue one, which is when they do the black and white issues, like Joe was kind of talking about with Power Rangers TMNT Volume Two, Volume uh, Issue One, and then uh, speaking of Power Rangers, we got Power Rangers Unlimited, the Morphin Masters issue one which is written by Rachel Wagner or Wagner and Ryan Parrott, friend of the show, uh, who anytime I see him doing anything Power Rangers related, you have to check it out. I mean, any, I mean, check out anything Ryan's doing, period. But his Power Rangers stuff, he absolutely kicks ass. Um, and this is following the shocking events of issue 116 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So seems like a must read for Power Rangers fans if you're reading Melissa Flores' stuff. The artist on this too is Daniel Bayless. Uh, let me run through a couple here real quick. So from uh, Dark Horse, we have Drive Like Hell issue four, which is the final issue. Uh, we have from IDW, Killmore issue four, and Star Trek Picard's Academy issue five. From AWA, we have Ribbon Queen issue seven, which is that eight or nine issues? Uh, I believe it's eight. It's eight. So this will be the penultimate issue of that. And then from Distillery, we have Somna issue two and yep. Gone yep. issue two. So you have dibs on Somna. Yep. I have dibs on Gone. That's okay. my jock. I had the first issue. I called dibs. I still have to read the first issue. Um, but I have it. It's here. So you, you hear it right. first. Calling mm-hmm. dibs. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you take us through the rest of these here, Nicholas? Sure. So from Titan in the final week of January, we got Life is Strange, Forget Me Not, Issue 2, Robotech, Rick Hunter, Issue 3, Dark Souls, The Willow King, Issue 1 by George Mann and Man House. Um, from Ablaze, we got The Agent, Issue 2, Almost Dead, Issue 2, Traveling to Mars, Issue 10 and 11, according to League Comic Geeks, we'll probably only get one at most. Um, Dynamite, Gargoyles, Issue 12, Fire and Ice, Issue 3, King Kong, The Great War, Issue 5, Vampirella, Dracula, Rage, Issue 4, Disney Villains, excuse me, Corella DeVille, Issue 2, so we're getting two of those possibly in one month, um, 
from Aftershock, there's stuff listed, which is would be a little surprising. But um, uh, Maniac, yeah. I don't, I don't see any of their stuff where I go. So I don't know. Do, do you? No. And so I look. I was very, uh, I, I was very like perplexed. Like Aftershock. When was the last time? So like I'm looking. I'm Maniac of New York. Don't yep. call it a comeback. Issue three. Chicken Devils. Issue five. Jimmy's Little Bastards. Issue three. And the 06 Protocol. Issue four. You and I are reading some of these books. Yeah. Chicken Devils yep. and the 06 Protocol. Right. And so I was like. When the, so it's been like I think for um, the 06 protocol, it's been a year between mm. issue three and issue four. Yeah. Same with Jimmy's Little Bastards, uh, Maniac of New York, and I think Chicken Devils came out. The last issue came out June, May, yeah, June, I, somewhere around there. Yeah. So like we know like there was a lot of shit going down with Aftershock. Yeah. They weren't paying their creators. Yeah. Not so clear. I don't know like so that that is. That's the explanation I'm assuming is why there's been such a massive delay with all these things. Uh, so I don't know if they've like they've gotten their shit together. They figured out what their fucking deal was. I have no idea, but like it was real shady, and I know a lot of people were really uh, upset and affected by this. So I was I was kind of surprised to see this. So I don't know if it's like okay, we had these books in the hopper, we're gonna get them out, and that's it, and who knows what to expect from AWA going forward. You mean aftershock? Um, aftershock. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, AWA. We know. We know where you're going, baby. <laughs> upwards, onwards, and upwards. Yeah. Um, there's a couple like aftershock books that I've wanted to talk about on the show. Chick- the original Chicken Devil title, uh, which I believe is Brian uh, Bucciolato, mm-hmm. and I know Hayden Sherman is the artist on that. Um, and there's another one that I want to talk about too. But it's just it, why are we going to talk about when people can't access it and when the creators aren't getting paid? Like that kind of flies in the face of what it is we're trying to do. So I'm not holding my breath on any of those, but it'd be nice. If uh, if you they see came him back buy him, and, right, that should you know hopefully well yeah it's, put yeah. money in the creators pockets. I hope so. Like that's yeah. my big thing. I want to know that they're getting they're starting to get paid again if the, this stuff's coming out. Yeah. Um, and then to round things out, uh, Mad Cave, who is uh, who, who ended twenty twenty three strong and is starting off twenty twenty four strong. We got the Devil that wears my face issue four which i believe we're getting six issues of that or maybe five either way um alex cormack is the artist on that series and i've been dying to talk about this one on the show um definitely gonna be a book joe can't read at night and then (laughs) charred remains issue two i really enjoyed the first issue of that we'll be checking this one out and that is it joe i gotta say for five weeks that's uh we made some pretty good time here yeah we kept it under 120 yeah look at that and with, with Bert trying to throw us off in the course of our conversation, too, <laughs> trying to tell you that your daughter's got to culture you. But that's a conversation. He's not wrong. Yeah. He's well, I hope, he, I hope he got his chocolate milk uh, that he was trying. Unbelievable. He's a grown ass man. He's, he's, oh, he's yeah, you were, that's right. You yeah. were there with us. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Chocolate milk. Your wife and I are getting like hot like, coffee black. I, for, I can't remember what you got. And then he's like, yeah, I'll get coffee. a chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. You're a coffee. Too. Okay. Yeah. So we're all got coffee. And it's like, it was the chocolate milk for, oh, no, not, 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 the, not, not, not the six-year-old. <laughs> no, nope, nope. It is for that guy. Um, but I uh, love you, Bert. And uh, with that, Joe, we will uh, we'll convene next week. And make sure, again, if you haven't already subscribed to the show, leave a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to us, unless there is a higher score to give us, then please give us that. Otherwise, you're going to learn the real meaning of Backcracker. Until next week, Joe, stay sexy. You know it, baby. Go Michigan. I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're done.